Hello everybody and welcome to Broomvagoon Cycling Made Inclusive or in this case the house of gravel cycling because today we are talking a lot about gravel and even if in this weekend for me it was a bit more about road cycling weather was super good finally double digit temperature so I went out heading out for a couple of hundred kilometers finally outside but the magic is over snow is again here i'm not talking about weather we don't need these shitty chatting things here also because i'm talking a lot already with a lot of people so i will stop it here just to say thanks a lot to komoot for supporting this podcast and for supporting you because by supporting me they're supporting you on getting your free region remember komoot is free to use online for your planning and everything but if you go to komoot.com slash g like greenland and then in the code you put down there broom like broom bagoon well you can get your free bundle region the one that you decide to have in this case you can have your maps also offline as well as the turn-by-turn navigation and everything that is the best of the full map experience with Komoot. Go there, experience, let me know what you think. How? Easy. Just go on social media and there you will find Calamaro CC, my personal Instagram account, and Broom Wagon Club. All everything else. And let me know there. Remember that you can also share, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever you want in every podcast host of your life, the broom wagon. And it's super important for me because in this case, we can go up on some climbs as well as letting everybody knows how cool is the experience on the broom wagon. Today, as I was saying, I don't have to say anything else on that. Yeah, maybe just stay tuned till the end of this episode so you're gonna get your amazing extra tip on how to use Komoot specifically and almost perfectly. Wait for me at the end. Today, I talked on the broom wagon with Bas, I'm not gonna say this surname because otherwise I'm gonna mess up with things, Bas from Il Magistrale Coffee. I met him at the Bohemia Border Bash, shout out to the Bohemian Border Bash and 200 that let me meet a lot of super interesting people and there I discovered a bit more about him, his project and all the coffeinated life that he lives together with cycling. It was super interesting and seems like today is the code episode also, he gave us the opportunity of getting some good discounts on his amazing coffee. I don't know if it's my favorite coffee uh, that I tried from him uh, because I got also something else and not totally the gravel grinder. But if you go to the Il Magistrale Coffee website and then you put in your cart the gravel grinder coffee that is the coffee that he made, he shaped up on Lawrence Tendam character. Well, if you get that coffee and then you put the code BROOMWAGON20, you can get 20% off. Unfortunately, I cannot get it super good here in Switzerland because delivery costs and stuff, they are too expensive. I'm gonna get it once I'm gonna go back to European Union. and But that's the thing. But if you live in the European Union and also outside 20% discount, it's something super good that you can get. And coffee is amazing. And... I think I really caffeinated a lot, so I will leave you here and I will talk to you at the end for some tips and stuff and some goodbyes. Okay, perfect everybody. Today is a double recording day, but it's super cool because actually I'm talking with a lot of super cool people and one of those, the second interview of the day is with Bas. Bas is the head, the master of Il Magistrale Coffee. 
Hi, boss. How you doing? Hey, man. How are you? Very good. Yes, everything well as well here. And I can tell you that now in front of me there is a sunset that is completely pink, so it's good. Also with the with the snow that is around, I think perfect colors. Oh, there, there's still snow. See, uh, see, you remember we talked already on Friday, and it was yeah, massively yeah, yeah. snowing. So it snowed all Thursday, all Friday. Saturday was a break, and Sunday again. So okay, yesterday okay. we were. We have the snow actually really? because I told you uh, that. Um, uh, I would like to see some snow. And the next morning there was snow in Holland. So, well, we were lucky, but just for one hour, then it started raining and it's gone already. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. No, quite here it didn't rain, but, and the temperature were kind of severe. It was minus three, minus four last night. Mm. But nice. I don't care now. Today I had a busy day. Tomorrow I'm going to have kind of a busy day. But mm -hmm. Thursday, no matter what, I'm going to actually grab my 650B tires and uh, wheels and I'm going to go out with a bike. I've done. It's Sounds really good. too much. Sounds I good. still didn't have one single ride in 2021. I mean, outside. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we have the habit after New Year, we, we do a ride the 1st of January, always. Okay. Zero. The zero has to be gone. Otherwise, I feel terrible. <laughs> You know what, man? I think I'm going to use actually the same habits that you have because I think it's great. Mm. Otherwise, it will never start. If the zero is no. there, it will never start. Also because I'm doing yeah. a lot of indoor trainer, but it's so boring. Well, then the zero is also gone. Yes, so. it's true. But, you know, riding, yeah. riding outside, no, especially. Outside. Yeah, especially yeah. if like us, we like actually to be outside, to be outdoor, to ride in the gravel, no sure. cars and stuff. It's way better to go outside. Way better, yeah. Well, I just want to say one or two words about you, and then I'm going to let you intro yourself, boss. Let's put it this way. First of all, I want to misspell completely your name and surname. So you are Bas van den Heuvel, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. the coffee brand that you are pushing and you are leading, it's Il Magistrale, I think. Is Il Magistrale or is Magistral or is it? No, it's Il. il. We added Il to it, yes, but sounds good. Il Magistrale. Il Magistrale. Sounds Perfect. Italian. Yeah. Is it Italian, do you think? No, not really. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, well, but we, we, can, we can talk about it later. I, I want to know about actually the name of it. And as I was saying, uh, it's a coffee brand, super Knife coffee, awesome coffee. I got to taste it so much, so many times. And also, I would say coffee roasted and coffee served in a creative way, not only for cyclists, but also in a creative way. And that's something that I really love. Something like, I don't know, uh, for example, your van, it's super cool and everything that you're producing. Also, just the, the sweater that you have right now here, even if people cannot see it, but actually the sweater that you have, it's also super cool, amazing color. And what else? Yes, we got to meet each other first time during the Atlas, no, it's not, was not Atlas Monterey's, was Bohemian. Uh, Bohemian Border Bash. Three events yes. Last year, I'm already confusing. Bohemian Border Bash. And I remember clearly, and this ah, this is something that I didn't tell you. Um, I published an, uh, an article, actually a magazine published an article from me uh, about the event, the Bohemian Border Bash. And actually there was a small feature of you when exactly remember the moment where we were sitting. I told the story that we were sitting in, uh, after the Saturday rides, we were sitting in this restaurant outside and you and I were eating this kind of fried cheese dish that was really good. Super yes. fatty, super good. And there we started talking about the Dirty Harry. So, yes. and they put exactly yes. this feature in the article. So there is also a piece okay, of cool. a magistrale there, just for you to know. <laughs> uh, but maybe we're going to deep into all these things, probably 
into all these things apart from the fried cheese thing because it's pretty disgusting. But I, first of all, I would love to know a bit more about you than Bas. Tell us, give us an intro. Yes, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Um, so we are, um, we have a coffee brand, of course. I have a coffee brand. So we are coffee roasters uh, in the Netherlands. We started, um, uh, let's say, f- well, more about four years ago. Um, I was still working then uh, at my former job as a sales manager at uh, Pirelli, so also in Italy. So there, the passion with coffee and Italian—it's—it's all—it uh, all comes together. Um, but um, uh, at that time, I was really uh, looking for well something else. Uh, something else came up also in my job. Um, and I thought about starting a cycling cafe. So I was already roasting coffee. So actually, it's a nice story because the the, uh, the coffee roasting comes from uh, I live in Eindhoven, so it's in the south of the, of the Netherlands, so near the actually near the Belgian border. So we're central uh, in cycling countries. Uh, let's say uh, let's say that. Um, and I did some uh, volunteer work at uh, a small coffee roaster. Um, I didn't know anything. I just had a small espresso machine at home. I was always uh, experimenting with coffee from Italy, etc., uh, uh, etc., et just to see, okay, what's um, what's the difference? Uh, why is this coffee better than this one? And in the end, uh, a lot came down to the freshness of the coffee. So that's why I came in, into contact with the roastery. I was still working. And then I asked them, okay, can, can you teach me and whatever? But the, the guys were just a few pensionados. They didn't know actually how to roast coffee. They were just doing it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they were selling coffee, but it was just to, well, keep, well, gain some money uh, to have that farm or the community uh, there, the, where they were roasting to keep it going on. Because um, there were people with a mental disability. They were working there. Um, so it was highly needed because the government wasn't uh, supporting it or subsidizing it. So they needed to sell their own stuff like breads. Uh, they have a little cafe, a bar, and then the coffee roastery. Um, so I started there, but yeah, well, it it, it didn't make sense uh, in the beginning because we did a lot and we were tasting and it, it was horrible. Uh, it was too dark or something. It was too light. So you were like, uh, you're drinking green peas or, oh. uh, or charcoal. So this is the other side of the spectrum. Um, so I went to Amsterdam and um, to some training with uh, one of the top roasters there. I uh, did it for almost half years. Every Saturday I drove into Amsterdam and just learning uh, myself, but, but still without any business uh, uh, purpose uh, behind it. Um, and then, well, uh, the, the adventure at Pirelli came to an end for, 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 several, uh, for several reasons. It uh, doesn't matter. Um, um, and then uh, I thought, okay, uh, before, I used to cycle a lot, uh, also mountain biking, races uh, in the Netherlands. And I thought, okay, there's no uh, dedicated coffee that's connected to cycling. And I saw already the, 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 the growing crowd also in the Netherlands, but also in Belgium, more people, uh, some are even opening cycling cafes. Uh, it came over from the US, uh, from the UK also. Um, so I thought, okay, let's open a cycling cafe and see if we can do something with that. But then, uh, actually, 
out of a coincidence, I came, um, I met some people in Eindhoven and they were opening a cycling cafe. So I was, ah, damn, they're already opening a cycling cafe. So, and actually we, I was talking to them and they say, yeah, but boss, you are already roasting coffee. So why not start a coffee brand? I said, yeah, man, that's what I like because I like the, 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 the whole experience to check out how, how does it work? Why are these beans better than these and whatever? So that's actually how, how it started. Um, then I was lucky because I came back from Amsterdam and then I went back to the, the, the farm. Um, but then the, 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 the owner said, okay, uh, I told him about Imagistrale because I had the ID. Um, and we had some coffees that we want to connect to cycling. So in, for, in, for first instance, we started with uh, the Chima Kopi beans. So with Chima Kopi, well, the highest point in the Giro. Yes. Uh, and Bon van Balen with Tom Bone. Those were the, actually the first two. Um, and you say, yeah, but then you are start, you you will become a competitor of me and uh, a lot of problems. I was like, okay, uh, whatever. So um, I connected the guy who uh, was selling our uh, uh, the green beans to us. I just told him my the story. Uh, I knew him already for a long time because we were buying the green uh, the green beans from him. And he said, well, come over. I have some time. We have a, a smaller machine. You also have a really large machines in their roastery, but also a smaller one. You can use that one. Just start it off. If it works, it works. And otherwise, well, a good adventure and you learned, uh, you learned something. And actually, yeah, it, it took, took off from there. So uh, we started uh, first running around a lot of retail stores just to spread the brand uh, all over, well, Holland, mainly Holland, but also a lot of in Belgium directly, because as I said, I live near the border, so it's easy to cross. Um, and I think it's, uh, I think the Belgian people are even more crazy than the Dutch people about cycling. Okay. Especially with the Tour of Flanders and whatever. So Also it, the cyclocross part, I think it's really in the balls. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, even, that's carnival on, on, on wheels. So it's, it's crazy. It's super cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So yeah, we spend already a lot of events. Um, some, um, actually, uh, at that time, we went to a lot of uh, cycling uh, trade uh, trade shows uh, in in Holland, and I, I just contacted some uh, cycling brands, so like a, a smaller motorbike brand, and just told them, okay, can I have a space like two, uh, three square meters on your on your stand, and we will make coffee for your customers for free, and so that's how it started. So it's really struggling, struggling, and again, again, and yeah, and now we are. Well, I think uh, a really known um, cycling coffee brand, in at least in Holland and uh, Belgium. We're also in Germany, we're starting uh, to get more uh, more known. So that's uh, the, that's perfect. Um, and we do a lot of events. So, well, last year it was terrible, of course. Well, this year is still terrible. But, well, it's 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 okay. Um, but we were at uh, Omloop Nieuwsblad last year. So that was really amazing. Because, uh, he made some amazing pictures there and it's it's where all the it's the first race of the season first classic race in belgium so all the big touring cars with all the teams so education first was coming in jumbo Visma was coming in and we were also there with our uh mercedes coffee truck and we were making coffee for all the pro riders so yeah that was really really amazing yeah so um yeah then then it finished of course through all the corona uh, but at least 
least we 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 could met actually in uh, in the Czech Republic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good in September. Uh, was it planned for you to go to Bohemian Border Bash, or you just found yeah, the year the before? Gas- actually, already. Ah, you but, were, ah uh, yeah, you told me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the truck broke down. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, it's, I would, so just sorry people if you're getting some uh, also personal information leaks and stuff but yeah. how did it happen because I remember that on Sunday there you mm-hmm. got some problems with the truck then did yeah. you reach the point to go back home safely or yes. it, was, it was actually a mechanic from Canyon and he us so and he just told me if you keep running and don't stop he said yeah but I need to get some gas or whatever I say okay but try to just go in one and then yeah we were uh, back home so after 12 hours it's terrible i never do it again <laughs> okay okay really, yeah the, the listeners they don't know but it's it's really it's an old mercedes van it's from 1975 we completely wrapped it so on the side is caffeine race service mm-hmm. actually i borrowed it a little bit from uh, campiolo because they also had it uh in, i think in the 70s or 80s, nah, 80s. Um, they had a really big Buick or something, and there was also race service, and I really loved that. So we sort of make caffeine race service uh, on the van. We have a big rocket espresso uh, machine in the back, so we can just roll it out. We, we stand there, we can fully operate without uh, electricity because we have our own uh, agri- it's called aggregate power, uh, power yes. station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, a bit of Dutch, English, English. Um, it's normal, uh, it okay. Works. Yes. Yeah. So also during the Bohemian Border Bash. So and it's great because you can you can show your brand to the to the community that you where you like to serve your coffee to. And we always say we we fuel the peloton. Yes. So yes. It's our mission. So we say okay, we want to bring really good coffee to towards the cyclists uh, in any form, way, or situation. So. I think that's that's a good summary, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to just um, make a shout out, and I'm gonna do it straight away at the beginning. I'm gonna do two shout outs actually, and I'm gonna start directly from the beginning. So first of all, all the story of Bass and how the idea came in mind, which one is his background, the studies that he made, and all these career changes, you can actually listen to them directly to the podcast of our friend Jeroen. Is it correct? You're from Sheldon. Uh, yes. yes. I, I, I'm really bad on that term. This is really one of the worst mistakes that I can do with the pronunciation, but you're wrong. And the Creative Cyclist, the Creative Cyclist podcast, where actually you got an amazing interview. I listened a couple of times also to prepare this one. And you really explain all the details. And so now you came from your career to a second side of your career, your studies, and then from Pirelli to Il Magistrale, straight away. It's super interesting. And in times like this, where everybody's a bit struggling, because maybe somebody wants to change job, but it's not the perfect time, or somebody's forced to change job or to start a new activity, and it's exactly the time to do it, but it's not the easiest. Yeah. This is a great, yeah. great inspiration. So to everybody, just go and check the Creative Cyclist podcast, and there you will find... Between all the amazing episodes of your own, also the one with you, Bas. It was really great. No, number three, actually. The number three. The number three. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also was there. So we are kind of colleagues in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was one of sure. the first times that I was actually on the other side of the microphone, I used to say, where I was speaking about myself instead of talking with people on the other side. It was super fine. It's super nice. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Actually, uh, almost two hours. So <laughs> was I think you don't cut it a bit and also edit it because we talked for a couple of, of course, hours yeah. and a half because uh, when I start, mm -hmm. I will never stop, especially no, when no, I'm on no, the no. other side. <laughs> and the second thing that I want to mention and is I'm going to mention it here and then I'm going to say also at the end, everybody who wants to taste actually in Magistrale coffee, thanks to Bus and to this episode, we're going to make a bit of advertising. You can get a 20% discount on the one of the most famous, I would say, blend that you have, that is the gravel grinder coffee. We're going to talk about it when we're going to approach the topic of Lawrence Tendam. But actually, if you go to the shop and you buy some of this coffee, the gravel grinder, and you write broom wagon or broom wagon, 20, all in letters and 20 numbers, you will get a 20% discount on the coffee. So you can taste it and you can let me know how it is. And actually, they can let you know how it is. Very good. That's even more important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, I'm drinking it right now. Uh, it's so. this one. Which one is your... Yeah. Man, I think I have to start with the end and then at the top. <laughs> I don't care. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. I want to know, because we all know that actually you liked coffee, you got into this adventure, you got into this coffee uh, part and then business and everything. I want to know which one is your favorite coffee now and which one was your favorite coffee beforehand, before you started all your passion for coffee. And if you can put close by that, also, which one is your favorite machine now? And if you want, you can tell me also what you were used to use uh, before your coffee business. But give me a bit of, I'll say, a landscape on your coffee passion and really making names. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, actually, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not scared about it. I'm <laughs> also not feeling uh, uh, embarrassed. But um, as I worked in Italy, I drank a lot of espresso, but also with a lot of sugar. So I was really... Sugar, well, maybe more sugar than caffeine addicted okay. uh, before. So I really, yeah, well, Italian coffee is with uh, Arabica and Robusta. So it's always a mixture of those two that makes the really the special taste, the really the, the, the strong taste. So in the end, that that's why you also needed sugar, just to sweeten it a little bit. So uh, yeah, in Italy, you drink coffee every five minutes. For, actually, I am at least um, all over the place then and... Uh, uh, just like now, I just had two espresso, so it's it's perfect. Fully charged. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fully charged. So that, that was my uh, how I normally how I used to drink coffee. Um, then uh, I started to focus more on the the single origins or the Arabica single origins coffee. Uh, but also, it's also a learning curve, so that you know. Especially, uh, we also have some blends. So uh, during the year, yeah, you can have a blend, and it's not changing that much. But a single origin coffee, it's really important that, sorry, that you are in season with 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 the coffee. Ah. So, uh, for example, uh, coffee from Guatemala. Now is not the best period to have coffee from Guatemala. So we're actually on the end uh, of the harvest. Well, the harvest is already gone, but we are on the end of the best period of green beans uh, after the harvest of 2020 now. Mm. Oh, uh, we are waiting now for the new harvest of 2021. So it will be in a, a couple of months. Um, and you you can taste the difference. So you want to be um, within a certain period uh, of the of the middle of the harvest. So for example, you have a harvest, it takes from like, six months. 
The best period is if you skip the first month of the harvest because then the beans are still uh, too small, not ripe enough, so not all the flavors are in there. But if you're in the middle of the harvest, then it, it's perfect. Okay. So roast beans, you want to roast because those have the most flavors. Um, it's like wine with the terroir and uh, the, the ground, the, the, the surface of where it grows. Uh, it's same for coffee. And actually in coffee, you have much more flavors than in, in wine. You can go from cinnamon, you can go to peach, or uh, it goes all, all directions. Um, uh, so that, that's really nice. So now I'm more into the lighter roasted uh, single-origin coffees. Um, and at this moment, I'm drinking actually a lot of Ethiopian coffee. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, it's also the birthplace of coffee. That's where coffee is coming originally from Ethiopia. Uh, the Dutch and the French took it everywhere. So they, they spread to Indonesia, they spread it to Brazil or South America. And so that's why coffee is all over the over the world. Um, but the birth is really Ethiopia. And especially if you have the 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 the, the natural Ethiopian coffees there, oh, it's it's amazing. Okay. Uh, if you drink it like filter yeah, I really love it. But we also have we have a lot of espresso coffees where we use Ethiopia with Brazil, so it's it's a nice mixture. So yeah, it, actually it it also depends on the on the moment in the at the day. So I don't want to store, start too strong. So I start with a filter, then okay, we go to espresso, and then we ease it off um, towards the evening, and even drink a decaf uh, at night. So, but if it's properly decaffeinated, then it's okay. You're so, also selling some decaffeinated on your side. Yeah, we have actually, now we have the Mr. Zero Zero, it's called, and it's from Contador. Because he said, ah, oh, yeah, I had a I had a steak with 0. 0.00000. Some, some, I actually, I forgot the, what's the, the actual stuff that was in there that. Um, yeah, I don't remember the doping actually that he was charged of. Yeah, 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 I don't remember. Yeah, and then we called him, okay, it was Mr. Zero Zero, so, because there's no caffeine in, uh, in that coffee, so okay. it's actually... <laughs> no, that's super good. I sell it that much, because cyclists want caffeine for some reason, not not for some reason, they need it for the, well, focus and performance, um, but yeah, it's okay, I like it uh, in the end. And you asked me for the, the machines, actually, I always had a, a, a semi-automatic machine. So grinding myself and making a bit of, with a coffee with an espresso machine, uh, some filter, of course, but a, a specific brand. Yeah, it, it depends. It's, there's not a lot of difference. Okay. You have a rocket yeah. espresso there at the office, right? Or yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's the same as in the van, so it's now inside. Ah, it's the same one. So now it's, it's, one. it's cold and then you put it inside. Yeah, we have another one, but it's at the training camp of Jumbo Visma at this moment. We wrapped it completely. Okay. And there, because we now we're official supply, uh, supply of the team. And uh, I sent it to Alicante, so it's in Spain now. Oh, it's so cool. It's <laughs> quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Bas, how many coffees a day usually? Um, five. Oh, yeah. Reasonable. Espresso. So I, I normally I drink double espressos. So two, three double espresso a day. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not that much. I drink a lot of water actually. Also. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. No. 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 It's okay. Two, three. I think I am yeah. around three as well. I have a cappuccino in the morning, one middle morning, and one in the afternoon. And if I have to train inside uh, late mm. at night i usually get one as well but then i cannot sleep because of adrenaline because of the coffee or whatever and then i say yeah. who cares 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Actually, when I was in my 20s, uh, I think I drink the double amount of coffee. Ah, yeah, but of now, course. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, the, quali- the quality is more important now. Absolutely. I can completely yeah. see the point. And I'm not super happy for the quality. Now I just open. I don't want you to feel bad and now shut down the call and send me to <laughs> go and fish in some lake here around because I just opened one of these supermarket coffee this I, afternoon. And this yeah. is actually from a roastery, pretty famous. I come from Calabria, the south of Italy. And the southern mm-hmm. part of Calabria. So in Calabria, we have three main coffees that are actually serving the three different stripes of the part. At the south, we have this coffee here, Cafe Mauro. In the middle, where I come from, we have Cafe Guglielmo. Yeah. On the top, Cafe Aiello. I usually get yeah. Guglielmo because my mom sent it to me. Because I also yeah. remember my birthplace and blah, blah, blah. This time I got here in Zurich this package of Cafe Mauro. I don't want to say nothing bad around. Hopefully people from Cafe Mauro, they are not listening to me. It's so bad that I think I'm going to use it only for cappuccino. I need to try and find something else here around because it's... But we have some good coffees also here in Switzerland. Yeah, for sure. No, no. There are a lot of nice brands. Also uh, also connected to cycling, actually. So Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't want to make any kind of competition, but Vertical Coffee, for example, it's, it's a super good I know. coffee. And I know here. them. They also have some uh, points in Belgium. And uh, uh, I think uh, the, uh, the two ladies who are roasting uh, the coffee are oh, really nice. They are uh, doing a great job. So... And I don't think there's a real, well, it's not a real competition. I think the competition is, well, between the supermarket coffees and us. Because we want to bring the quality to the people. And, and I think that's much more important than uh, what uh, Ili or Lavazza or whatever brand is doing. Because they're roasting big scale and they need to roast fast. So it always hurts the quality in the end. And it's yeah, it's always the same. Uh, I think with coffee and wine... you. I'm usually not drinking a lot of the same wine. That's not that I'm an alcoholic, of course, but I'm not drinking a lot of wine. But it's just the taste and you want to try something else. And it's the same with coffee. So one moment you drink the coffee from Umeistrada, the other one you drink the vertical coffee because you have a different flavor, different roast. Yeah, it's it's so dependent on the roaster uh, also. Um, and that's nice. Bas, I just want to ask you another question and it's about my personal taste as well. What, what do you mm. think about mocha? Mocha pots for coffee. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I use I use the when I'm on holiday. Okay. Normally, so just a little stove and I, I put it. Actually, I met a guy in Palermo, so and it, it and and he told me how to prepare it properly. And because I was just okay, pour in uh, coffee. Uh, I always use it uh, the espresso ground, but there is a specific mocha ground, so it's a bit coarser. Uh, because a lot of people think, oh, the finer the better, but no, it has to be a bit coarser because the water can connect better with uh, with the coffee in the in the mocha pot. But then, when uh, a lot, what a lot of people are doing is really put on the the fire really high, so the the, the stove. Um, actually, it should be high in the beginning, and then when the water's coming out, really slow it down, and then start stirring uh, in the pot. Okay. So always open start stirring and then when when it's over yeah, then it's gone and then it, it will be much better uh your crema will be a bit destroyed so if you really like the crema with the mocha ball okay it's another story but for me crema it's yeah it's visual and it actually it doesn't do any good to the taste so coffee without crema is even better than with crema but 
well, it's the espresso way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also a black coffee person with just you know black coffee from the mocha directly, uh, no yeah. sugar, nothing, and that's no, why no, no. I wanted to ask you. So it's it's doable. It's okay if I say mocha pot. You're not closing the conversation. <laughs> I'm not going to close now, okay. uh, even with. Coffee, no. And I know Mauro, so I had it before. So it's yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's okay. Uh, it's the freshest. That's, that's the whole, whole deal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you were saying that also on the podcast together with your own. You were saying it's not the point. The point is that once you actually you roast the coffee and then you grind it and then you have to drink it because if it stays there forever and usually supermarket coffee stays there for a long time, then you start losing something, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oxygen is terrible with coffee. Mm-hmm. So in the end, if it's completely vacuum packed, it's 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 okay. But still, coffee it, it ages. It's like every every product of nature; it just ages. So you can keep it good forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I think the biggest. Oh, uh, well, the problem is if you have a proper coffee and you go to a restaurant, you always are disappointed in the end because uh, it, the coffee at home is normally better than. Of course. If you have the, yeah, but it shouldn't be that way. It should be that it's it's amazing because you're you, you go to a restaurant, you have the whole experience. So the coffee should also be it's the the the, the, the final of a nice evening, and then yeah, you should finish it properly. Yeah, but, I can tell you that usually. It depends on where I go. There are just a few restaurants that I know in Italy, also here in, in Zurich. I think that there are there is one where I usually take coffee after dinner or after lunch. Uh, but otherwise, it's really difficult for me because I can understand that coffee, it's not for restaurants. You can go, at, for example, at the coffee, cafeteria or bar, at, as we call it in Italy. And then you know where to get a good coffee at the restaurant. It's always super weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it focuses on food. Yes, yes, and it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so I want to continue on a conversation that you started. You told me before, and you were we were talking about vertical coffee, um, il magistrale coffee. You said, yeah, the real competition should be between your coffee and the supermarket coffee because actually you are doing smaller quantities and everything like this. And the main point here is that with this period but in general with um, growing of these independent I would say independent small companies that are serving coffee and delivering coffee whatever the first thing that I actually noticed is that also first of all the quality of the coffee but second thing also the care of environment changed is it correct because the thing that I saw for example before in all uh, offices or wherever you see or whatever there was also in home uh, the capsule, the classic capsule from Nespresso. Now they're trying to change something, but still, environmentally, that's one of the biggest ways that you can have and the biggest pollution source that you can have. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that actually by growing these kind of small identities and small uh, yes, shops and business or whatever, is this really happening? And this could be also a leverage why coffee and uh, yes, cycling, environmentally friendly things in general are moving forward? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's for the the, the the smaller companies easier to make make changes, much faster, uh, at least. And also, uh, I think the public, because we are not the cheapest, of course. The supermarket companies are, are much cheaper um, because they roast huge quantities, and actually the sources they use, the coffee 
they use is inferior to the coffee we use. Uh, we have very high scoring coffees. Uh, and also if you look to other uh, smaller coffee brands, they really source their coffee really properly um, and with, with a lot of attention. Um, so actually the impact would be much bigger if one of those big companies would change any, anything to their packaging or uh, or ever. Well, they do some uh, you say, CO2 uh, recoverage or whatever, like the airlines, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not working. So I would say... Uh, we, as a smaller uh, company, uh, our packaging is without aluminum. Our Nespresso cups are without alum uh, aluminum. Um, you, you can do it properly with aluminum, actually, but you just need to take care of all the, the rest. And after it's used, you need to recollect it. And then uh, if you reuse it and recycle it, then it's there's no problem. But yeah, a lot of countries, they don't have any system in place uh, to do that. And actually also for the biodegradable cups um, uh, that we use in Holland, uh, they don't have uh, the, 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 how do you say, it, the, the recycling process is not long enough so that it can compose the, yeah, the normal way. Um, so it's still, it's still a problem. So many companies, they use a certain packaging and it looks like, okay, they pay attention to the whole environment, but in the end, yeah, if the system is still not ready for it, uh, big scale. So I think the only country in Europe that's really doing it well is Germany. Yes. Maybe it's also, but I think the Germans are really advancing uh, on that. So we also sell our biodegradable cups a lot in Germany, and we hear from the people, okay, it's it's proper recycled, and um, so there your 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 footprint is much. Uh, smaller than uh, than in in other countries, um, but um, I think we should also, and especially for for our brands. Well, we say we are cycling coffee, so cyclists are uh, always in the environment. They also outside, uh, maybe not in the winter, but normally uh, we love to cycle outside. It clears your head. It's it's really nice. So we we also need to take care of our the environment where we cycle in. So it's it, and and that's a, for me it's a clear story. So we need to take care of uh, of that. Um, and I think other brands are also doing that, but it, it, we still can advance a lot in uh, in that because yeah, there there are, there are a lot of concerning sounds about the environment, of course, and um, yeah, um, it, it's important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And no, actually, if I can add my two cents there, it's super important to have these little business, small companies that are pushing up the the bar of environmental friendly, even just put a bit the needle on the things and the light on the thing, because in this way, actually, people will understand, okay, there is something that can be doable. And this can push other companies and the big corporation on doing that, but also uh, states, nation, governments on doing that. Because you were mentioning before uh, Germany. I lived in Berlin for five years, and I remember that you get money if you are creating your own compost box. So yes. if you have your compost box with all the things in together, and then you can really recycle your organic waste there, you're getting money from the state. And that's something that if you think about it, it's easy to do because everybody will take care of it because they get money back. And then you also raise up the bar of sustainability things. And this is an easy thing. We can mention so many other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, it's not uh, it's not for everybody, of course, because yeah. you need space to make some compost. Absolutely. 
whatever. But still, um, if you do it in the community or whatever, it, it's doable, eh? or just outside on the on the property or on governmental property. Why not? Um, so yeah, yeah, we need to think back uh, how it was before instead of how we're doing it now uh, in the end. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you were actually slightly touch basing on another topic that is pretty interesting to me, and is actually how you are really trading uh, the coffee. You were telling me before that you are getting your coffee from Ethiopia, you are getting your coffee from Guatemala and Brazil, and working in a small business that is taking care about some values and not only on the lower price on the lowest price where to buy coffee but a bit more on the relationship with uh, the farmer and and everything like this also this is another thing that moves a bit the needle into the fair trade of coffee production and everything because this was always i think a problem right coffee usually coffee farmers are underpaid and that's for this reason also most of the times is not good for them to grow this thing but it's also on the other side the only thing that they can do in order to keep um, a money a money flow but with your work and company like yours this is changing as well right yeah and it's it's funny you you mentioned fair trade but from you have a fair trade logo. Um, also, it's a sort of brand in in the market, but it doesn't help the farmers. Okay. Actually, it's 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 terrible because uh, if you buy something that's it's fair traded, especially coffee. Well, I, I know for sure that the farmers are not still not getting enough money for their for their coffees, um, and and especially in this in, in this period. It's really so. I would say always try to find coffee that is directly traded. So we have, uh, we have actually with everyone we work with, we work with some traders mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, especially in Ethiopia, it's it's not possible to get a coffee direct trade. So we have some uh, guys actually they're coming from Holland and they have some uh, farms, uh, coffee farms there. So we buy directly from from them, but they're still well the owner of uh, of course of the farm and also of the trading company. Um, so that's a semi direct trade, but in the end, it's even better than the fair trade that's coming from Ethiopia because they mix all the coffee from everywhere and never know where it's exactly coming from. Um, same Guatemala, we also have a fair uh, direct trade with uh, a farmer there. Um, Brazil's been it's a huge coffee co uh, country so we try to really pick the well the the, the brilliance or the, the the best coffee is uh, best coffees there um, but we work then with a trader it's come from the from the harbor of Antwerp so you have two big coffee harbors in, uh, in Europe it's Antwerp and Hamburg um, and there is mainly all the coffee coming uh, coming from um, I also don't have time to visit every farm every year so i went to ethiopia i went to guatemala once and brazil and we still work with uh colombia sorry uh, not uh not brazil uh, and we still work with those uh those farms and it's, it's perfect because the best thing is that they know that if their crop is is, is good so that you will buy it and then they also can reinvest it into their farm mm -hmm. and and that's even more uh, important in Ethiopia because if the coffee prices go down, they will switch their crop to another crop that is growing faster, uh, where they have more an uh, economical advantage in there. So you need to be, to, to stick to a farmer uh, if the product is right. But we are, we we cut coffee all year, 
So they send us samples, we cup it, we taste it, and if it's okay, we, we buy there yeah, for some complete harvest. And I think that's the most sustainable way also on, on, on that side. Um, so also, if you look at our website, you can see where the, the coffee is coming from, which farmer, uh, actually altitudes, you can find everything. But um, yeah, that's really, for the real snobs, coffee snobs, that's, uh, mm -hmm. you want to check that out. But yeah, um, I think the, uh, to, to provide the information, where it's coming from, copying scores, etc. Yeah, that's, that's really important. Yes. No, and I really like, and as you were saying, and uh, we are mentioning here, the most important thing is really knowing directly from whom you're buying and supporting them and by buying all the time to them and helping them also developing something that is good and tasty will help you as a business, will help them as a grower and a farmer. So that's probably the best thing, helping each other to grow for the best quality and also the most sustainable business. No, oh, and in, yeah, I think in the end that's the that's the best because you're controlling the the, the the whole the whole chain actually. Well, not controlling, but at least you know that everyone is has their part in the chain. Because if I pay a coffee farmer a good price, even a much better market than price than the normal market on the stock uh, coffee stock exchange, then I know he is going to invest and his product will become better year after year after year so we also have better coffees in the end and then my customer also has better coffee if we do our roasting uh, correctly mm -hmm. so yeah. for us it's it's quite simple uh, in the end yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well it's also experience yeah. yes absolutely i think it's also a lot of experience knowing your customers and also knowing actually uh, who is providing you the best quality stuff and that's actually the most difficult part i think of your business knowing the two part of the spectrum and also letting people know why they are paying probably your coffee the magistale coffee a bit more and if you show them why because of taste is better because actually you have better relationship with the farmer because you can develop food thanks to that all the time a better coffee there is some research around it and also you are paying fairly people that are working for you to get the best quality then keep everything transparent and work in this direction is the most difficult part probably of your job but also the most rewarding one yeah i think the most difficult part is that well we have we have a lot of we have a lot of coffees and uh, I think our marketing is also quite quite strong because of the connection of, of cycling. But also a lot of customers buy coffee because they just like the name of the coffee. Branding. Yeah, well, well if, you, if you use, for example, the fully Ethiopian coffee and you put it in a fully automatic machine, it can be really acidic and sour. So, uh, and it's not what you're expecting. So, and that's where we are struggling also a bit. So we have a wide spectrum of customers of course uh, with someone who has 3000 euro to buy an espresso machine but also other people who have an espresso machine and you just want to serve them in the same way with with, with uh, the good quality but the taste and to make a choice on on that on your taste that's the most yes. I think the most difficult part but we're working on that so with a lot of video information um, we changed the website a bit so that people can really say, okay, I like chocolate, but I also like a bit of fruitiness, not too acidic. Okay, then you should pick these coffees. Um, but for, I think that's the most fun part for me. So we're always trying and, and, and enhancing and see, okay, where can we go? What do we do? Um, and yeah, that everybody's happy in the end. So yeah, yeah that's nice. Absolutely. 
I'm I'm not, I'm not in to to become uh, extremely wealthy. It's just because I have a yeah. It, it gives me so much energy, and yeah, I, I really love that. So that's the most important. Yes, all the process I think is pretty fascinating, and actually, is your passion coffee, right? So yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, even more than cycling. Uh, I don't man, see it often, but it is. It is. <laughs> I was writing a newsletter last week, and I was putting down why I like um, why I like cycling and stuff. I remember it was a list, mm. and then one mm -hmm. into the list, I was writing, okay, because with cycling I can drink a lot of coffee. And then I said, no, 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 no. I like coffee more than cycling, so <laughs> I don't need to ride the bike to have a good coffee. Actually, basically, no. it's the other way around. And I think that we're yes. on the same level here. I also yeah, love yeah. coffee probably more than bicycles. It's it's bad to say, especially from my side, but I don't know. They are there. They are almost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about um, something like the getting the coffee, the deciding which coffee to have and everything. But then at a certain point, here we can really get into the coffee and cycling together topic. Um, you have a lot of collaboration. First of all, you have your own tastes and you want to know better what you, your customer wants and everything. But then you have also a lot of collaboration with cyclists. And then this means that actually, first of all, what does it mean? I'm trying to give my explanation on that, but please correct me. It means that actually you want to create kind of a special type of coffee that is perfect for this partnership with these uh, people in cycling, right? Something like creating yes. the perfect taste for them. And I can mention, for example, of course, the gravel grinder, so the Lawrence Tendam. Uh, That's a good example. Coffee, coffee. Then we have your biggest partnership for now, probably I can say that. Hopefully, Lawrence is not going to be offended by that, but this is the one with Jumbo Visma, and that's also another great partnership. And then you're also starting something new. I will let you announce it. I'm not going to talk, but how, how <laughs> okay, does it thanks. work? What does it mean? <laughs> um, how it usually works, uh, but you know, a cyclist is, is really busy. So they have a really uh, tight schedule during the, especially with the Corona period, they cannot go anywhere. They're all in their bubble. Um, so it was actually with the Jumbo Visma, it was really difficult to get the, the, the proper flavor in the end. But I can explain with, with, with Lawrence, uh, what we did, we met him when he was still pro cyclist. And so now he's a, he's a pro adventurer. So he's more into the gravel or whatever. It's perfect. I really love it. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I met him at a fair and just told him, man, listen, you need to have your own coffee. You're, 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 you're always outside. Uh, for me, you're, you're the perfect uh, ambassador. And actually, he was already talking to another brand. So that's quite oh, funny. Uh, yeah, so actually, yeah, we, we intercepted a bit. And uh, so that was perfect uh, for me, at least. Of course. Um, um, and so we went into the roastery and I said, okay, uh, Rowans, we know uh, how you are, but, and he said, okay, I, I'm, because he lived in California um, and he said, uh, I went always to this place, this coffee, actually it was the Verve Coffee Roses in, uh, I think, Santa Barbara. Um, so uh, I ordered coffee from them also just to check out uh, together with Rowans and I already had an ID because I want a, a fully organic coffee. So... Um, uh, we got uh, three three types of beans. We roasted together. Um, so first time he tried it, and he didn't like it. Okay. So we were, Damn, okay, uh, it's possible. I was quite actually. I was already happy, but I think he was right. There were some. Uh, the percentages were not really uh, connecting. So we had to add up a little bit of Guatemala coffee that's in there and uh, release a bit of Ethiopian because he said it's too acidic, too sour. I want to have it more. 
a bit more mainstream. And so it's more like a medium taste and I can drink it all day because he drinks coffee all day. So Okay. More than you, more than me. Uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we, we changed that. Uh, and then we had a problem. There was another harvest coming in. So we had to change the Ethiopian coffee with another coffee. So it's always uh, roasting, uh, getting, especially with three different coffees, we roast them all separately. And then after roasting, we blend them together. So if you look at the big supermarket chains, they all put all the coffee together, they roast it, and uh, you lose a lot of flavors. But every bean has their own roasting profile. So we roasted them all separately and then added back together. And so uh, in the end, we came to a coffee and he said, ah, even I like it better than the coffee from uh, Santa Barbara or, or Santa Monica or whatever, in California. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But it was now it's really nice. And we still I think it's yeah, for now it's it's, it's <laughs> we sell more of his coffee than um, than the, with the Jumbo Visma or, still. So we just started with the Jumbo Visma. But um yeah, and with the Jumbo Visma, um we released it uh last November, beginning of December. Um, and I was already working on that for a year and a half. Wow. Uh, with them. Yeah, because they are connected with Jumbo. It's a big supermarket. And they also have coffee, of course. Uh, and they said, well, we want to, the, the, the team has to be connected with the supermarkets, also with the coffees from the supermarket. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden they they released it. There was another uh, team manager coming into Jumbo Visma, so I was in contact with him, and he said, "Okay, let's give it a try, and we do it together." So we also use the Jumbo Visma of uh, the Jumbo uh, supermarket coffee uh, because of the sponsorship deal, because they are the biggest sponsor they have, of course, uh, and we use uh, your your coffee. Um, actually, we roasted two kinds uh, because. Um, we have uh, three, uh, how do you say, team buses, the touring cars, um, and you have Jura, the Jura, the uh, Swiss uh, fully automatic. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Machine brand. Any uh, office here in Switzerland has a Jura machine, and I can tell you yes. that I'm not gonna say anything, but I don't like it. They're they're huge. Yes. We, we we said okay, if we're going to roast a coffee for those machines, we're going to roast a different coffee, a bit more darker. Um, to have also, when they are at the race, they also need to have a proper coffee. But then we also uh, connected with uh, Steven Kruiswijk, Robert Geesink, uh, Wout van Aert, because those are the main coffee lovers. Uh, okay. Team. And we, we, we sent them some coffees, and I was really, uh, I was quite nervous, of course, because I was like, okay, yeah, we, they couldn't come to the, to the roastery, uh, time pressure, corona, whatever. Um, no, not whatever. That's the main uh, reason. Um, and actually, they all three said, okay, we really we like it. It's not too acidic. So it's actually, it's a perfect coffee to start um, the, the day with. So they are using it also at home at their rocket machines. Um, so that was actually with Jumbo Visno, the biggest uh, deal. Um, and I actually also want to move towards the supermarket with that coffee. Um, so that's why we also... Uh, used uh, two different uh, coffees. So the Eura machine coffee will also go into the supermarket. Okay. And the other one is for our own websites. It's it, uh, it's much, uh, uh, well, it's not better coffee, but it's differently roasted. So, and that's what I'm really experimenting at this, at this moment. So if you have a certain machine, you should use this coffee. If you have a rocket or 
I'm, I'm still using the, the Rocket brand because uh, I really like it. They also really connected to cycling, but it can also be a Lama Zocco or uh, ECM or yeah, whatever other yes. um, automatic machine. Um, uh, look at that. I just who said Lama Zocco. I have the, yes. the wristband of it. <laughs> ah, it's nice. Yes. It's nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's really, they, I love their machines also, especially their home machines. It's top of top of the bill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, now actually, as I said, we're moving more into Germany. Um, so, uh, we are, uh, going to announce a partnership with, uh, Andre Greipel, uh, in, uh, Germany. Um, and it's also connected to the ALS, uh, foundation because the mother of Andre Greipel, she was, uh, diagnosed with ALS, uh, she also died from it because there's no cure for that uh, this moment. So a part of uh, well the proceedings or the the turnover that COVID is also going to research for the uh, the, the ALS uh, in Germany. So Andre is Andre is going to uh, arrange that. Um, but it's, it's it's also we are he came to the to the roastery and we have a, a tasting for. I think six hours and he went out completely caffeinated. So of course. He came home safe, but it was, oh, I told him because normally if you're cupping coffee, you're just slurping. It's with a, with a lot of noise to get some air and you have to do the full taste of coffee. But he was swallowing it. He really liked it. So he was swallowing all the coffees. And wow. so, uh, he, he survived. So uh, And next day he went into training in Mallorca, I think. So he, he took some coffee there and uh, tested it also there with some uh, coffee stops. So they, uh, he, really, he really likes it. So end of the uh, end of the month, we go to uh, to release it. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's nice. But the, I think that's the whole process. Uh, and that's what I also really like. So, so we make a coffee that also fits the taste of the riders. So it's not that we say, okay, here we uh, this is an easy blend, and we put it in, and yeah, whatever, and we put a name on the back. No, the process is the other way around. So we first are um, finding the, the perfect taste, and also with the with the with the names uh, of the riders. So we have a Leo van Vlaanderen line of Flanders coffee. So we went also to your museo because he's the biggest line of Flanders. Uh, yes. And uh, and he said, yeah, but I really like dark coffee, really espresso. I said, yeah, okay, then we make a darker coffee for you. And yeah, and it it, it works. It's nice. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 a good connection in the end. Yes, because at the end of the day, you were saying at the end you are putting people's name. So we are talking about the Lawrence Tendam one, we are talking about Andre, Andre Greipel, we are talking about Jumbo Visma, but actually you mentioned some of them uh, there. So it's normal. They need to like the coffee also because you are giving them this coffee and they are going to put their face in order to to give coffee yes. to people, right? Yeah. yeah, And that's the most important because otherwise they cannot... Um, because we are, we are not paying them or whatever. It's just we, are, we send in coffee, they can use the coffee and... So they should like it, but otherwise, it's it, it, they cannot never be the the face of the coffee in the end. So and yeah, that's that's I think that works uh, the best because you see so many ambassadors everywhere on on Instagram, and I never believe them. They say, "Oh, this is the best chocolate milk I ever had," or whatever. And I say, "Yeah, well, you get paid for the for the for the whole story." So of course you you're telling me that, but you you can see the difference, and I think that's. Especially in these days, it's it's quite important uh, to have that. 
No, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's super, super interesting, and I can't wait now by the end for the end of the month to see actually how the package looks like. The Andrew Greipel, I mean, uh, one. Yeah. How is the name of it, by the way? The name of the coffee is Andrew Greipel. Do you, do you know his nickname? No. Ah, oh, yeah, Gorilla. Uh, yes. Okay. Very... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so we, uh, actually he, uh, he uses uh, a quite nice uh, char character, oh, is it, character? Uh, yes, yes, a caricature. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, of, of a gorilla. So, and we put it really big on on, on, uh, on a completely black uh, package. So it's, it really pops out. Yeah, I love it. I think, yeah, it's one of the best we have now. Yes. Visual. Uh, uh, the coffee also so it's it's a different coffee but um yeah it's uh, i really like it it's more it's also he said yeah it's more um it's more mainstream it's not too difficult the coffee of lawrence was more uh, difficult now you you need to know your coffee and your taste to appreciate the, that coffee so because i gave it to you uh during the bohemian body and you said oh man i love this coffee and a lot of people were saying that to us So I was okay, perfect because it's not the most general coffee uh, you, you can have. Because it's this, which one? Sorry, the, the gravel grinder. Ah, see, 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 see. No, I love that. Yeah. No, you're right. It's not yeah. something like it's not the taste that actually you find all around, or you can find here at the coffee bar or whatever. It's so different, but that's a lot of character. That's why I liked it. Yeah, and more levels. So actually, if you drink it first, you think ah, it's a lot of chocolate, but then after you swallow it, all the fruit comes up. There's a lot of blueberries in it, and yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. Now I want a coffee. I have already the little <laughs> cup here with me, but it's empty. Ah, Unfortunately, it's empty. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to ask you another couple of things, also because I think that we need to cut uh, on the conversation. No, I have because some time. No worries. You no have worry. some time. And then I want yeah. to ask you once, first of all. Okay, let's go into that, and then we're going to talk about something else. The first thing that I want to ask you is, we talked at the beginning and was also written in the article that I was mentioning. Uh, I, you, I, we, told already, we talked already about the Dirty Harry. <laughs> I want to know. So I'm going to say what it is, and you're going to say the story. Let's do it in this way. I think it's the <laughs> okay. perfect kick that you can have in the middle of a ride. Because at the beginning you want just a double espresso, no matter what. That's what, and I remember actually that it was the same thing that you told me uh, the morning of Sunday. I said, "Okay, boss, what coffee should I take?" He told you told me take a double espresso, a cappuccino first, and then maybe a double espresso, and for sure a double espresso because this is the one that you need for the ride. And then you told me the day before, man, we are gonna be on top of this climb during the ride on su on Saturday. Um, Once you are there, get a dirtieri because it's a cappuccino made with uh, chocolate milk. And this is the perfect, no, wait, it's a flat white with chocolate milk. Yes. So it's double espresso with chocolate milk. And this is the perfect recovery kick that you need to have for the rest of the ride. Am I correct? How did it come from? Well, <laughs> by accident, actually. <laughs> We were just making uh, chocolate milk and also cappuccinos during some events. And we just took uh, the, the, the wrong uh, milk jug. And so I was making, um, uh, I think it was an espresso. No, no, actually it was a flat white. And he just put in the, the chocolate milk. I was ah, damn, man, oh, I cannot use it. So I put it away and I made the cappuccino. And after the customer went uh, gone, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to drink it. And I drank it. I was like, whoa, this is really nice. Because it's the it's like yeah the, the, I think they called there's a name for it uh, because we have a lot of fully uh, automatic machines and and they called the Wiener Melange. 
So it's a sort of Wiener. So it's also, I don't know, some Austrian thing. Um, uh, but okay, we leave that aside. So yes, double espresso uh, with uh, hot uh, chocolate milk. And it's, it really gives you an energy boost because there's a lot of sugar. <laughs> for of course. Chocolate milk, but it also mixes really nice uh, with, uh, with the coffee. So you still have the coffee flavor. And at first you think, what am I not drinking? But then afterwards, it's really, yeah, it comes down, especially if you, I think it's even better after riding. So just to recover after riding. So halfway, perfect. But after, for me, it's even better because if I drink it then, so after, let's say, a uh, ride for 100 kilometers has been cold. If you drink it then, it's bam, you can go again. It's it's amazing. So you can go for another 30 kilometers or whatever. And yeah, so, and I don't know why we call it dirty. Harry, uh, it was just, okay, it's a bit of dirty because of the chocolate milk. And so uh, because Clint Eastwood, dirty Harry, whatever, I think that's the whole idea. But it's nice because we have Harry Lavereisen. He's the six-time world champion uh, track cyclist in uh, in the Netherlands. Well, not the Netherlands, world champion, so over the world. But he's from Netherlands. Um, and so we had a video during the, the whole COVID, uh, first COVID lockdown here. Uh, we went to him. We had a video with him. And I said, okay, Harry, I have a special drink for you. And it's named after you. So actually, <laughs> <laughs> so first we, we said, okay, and he drank it. He was like, mm-hmm. No, no, it's okay. But after, he, I think he had four. Oh, and gosh. Went, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, he said, oh, man, I really like it. Now I'm also drinking it, uh, drinking it at home. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it's nice. I mean, if we tell it when we are on the event or uh, at a fair, and we say, okay, try the Dirty Harry, people are coming back for it. So when they leave or whatever, they come back, I need another one. It's really nice. So, yeah, yeah. I actually, I should, I should, uh, what do you say? I should, uh, patent it. Something like put a copy mark. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, please do it. No, yeah. no, no. No, you I said it. I, I have to tell you also another thing. Do you remember that I told you, I chatted with you a couple of weeks ago, telling you that I was in this coffee place and they asked for them to have this chocolate milk, vegan chocolate milk with double espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they told me, no, 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 our coffee is too good for that. Then I've been there last Saturday. I was there and outside it was minus seven, minus 10. And then I said, okay, I need something powerful and sugarish. So I went back to these guys and uh, we talked. Ah, but you were here also two weeks ago. Yes, I was here also two weeks ago. Ah, um, what do you want? Man, now I want to have a chocolate milk double espresso cappuccino because that's what I need now. Ah, yeah, but we usually don't do it. Do it now. If you want, taste it as well, but do it now and you're going to see how much I need it. And then he gave it to me. I don't know if he tried, but actually I got a fake Dirtieri in this place in Zurich. I didn't tell them the name, though. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so it's okay. Just name it, name it Dirty John or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here we are in Switzerland, so I would say, I don't know, something like Dirty Nicholas or whatever like this. Nicholas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to ask you one thing about you uh, still. And we talked a lot about your coffee, but we didn't talk so much about your, um, yes, cycling life. And our last two questions ah. are going to be mm-hmm. about that. You are completely into gravel now, right? 
This is your best try. Even if actually you work with a lot of road cyclists, you mentioned Lawrence Sandam, okay, now he's on gravel, but we know all where he comes from. Jumbo Visba, the same thing. Uh, all the riders there, uh, Andre Grappel. And you worked as well for Katusha Alpesin, I think, was at that time as well. And yeah. I remember, uh, can I ask you just yeah. a question out there? And then we're going to continue on that. Were you at the Etap du Tour in 2018, maybe as well? No, 2019. No, I think they were there, but we were at the Tour de France in uh, 2019 okay. in Brussels. Yeah, so uh, with Alpecin also, and they had a, a barbershop. Uh, so it's like a caravan barbershop, and they had a rocket espresso, and we were making coffees from there. So we went there for a couple of days to in Brussels, um, in Pau, in France, actually also. Um, but I was not there. There was someone else making coffee there. Um and we did the world championships. So we did it the year before with Shimano, and then we did it with uh, Elpsin. Um, but uh, yeah, because now, but first they had a connection with Katusha because Katusha also had, had coffee. So next to the clothing, they also had a coffee, uh, I don't know, mm. project. But they, they stopped that. Um, and now, uh, yeah, we were, we are now partner of yes. Elpsin for no, that. Because I remember yeah. that I was there, the Etap to Tour on sea. 2018, and I got a coffee, mm -hmm. but I didn't remember if it was you or not. But their standard, remember clearly. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, we were not there. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah, oh, unfortunately, okay, yeah. I would have <laughs> had another dirty area probably there, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but the area you were about the gravel about gravel, absolutely about gravel. You are into gravel before you were into yeah. mountain bike. Actually, it was a BMX for first. Ooh, so a lot of tricks. That's <laughs> uh, right. Yes, I love. Actually, <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm, in Holland we start cycling at uh, when you're four years old, so um, already to school or whatever. And at that time, the, I think the BMX scene was as big as the gravel scene uh, now is. So every youngster they had a BMX, and uh, yeah, that's what uh, was really amazing. And afterwards, uh, I got a road bike, but still, I. It, it didn't uh, land completely, the whole cycling, and it was still, well, uh, what was it, 1990s or, or something. And then I, uh, I got a mountain bike, and then it really hit me, especially being outside in the forest, uh, more the, 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 the freedom, um, not on the road, but go everywhere you like. And, and I find that also now back in gravel riding. So I went from mountain biking, so uh, also uh, races uh, on the mountain bike, then back on the on, on the roads, and then all the gravel came and was like, ah oh, man, this is perfect. I really love the the the, the gravel roads, the rocky roads, um, going fast on those also. Uh, so especially the the Bohemian border bash was amazing. The those road the roads were perfect. Also a lot of a lot of climbing, but also. Going down and yeah, uh, I re I really like that. It's like yeah, you're you're just like wandering around without any route, and that's what I uh, yes, that's what I like. So in the end, you have to come home, and then you say, "Oh man, I don't have enough food or whatever." You feel completely terrible, but yeah, the, it's all about the roads yeah. and the ride. So no. yeah, it's exactly the same thing that I like of gravel ride, of gravel grinding, of gravel riding, because you are outside, you're just competing in the nature. You still have technical things, so you need to be on the bike. So rocky terrains or downhills that are technical, 
you need to have your brain, but there is not the the basic is that you can also take it a bit more easy, stop or going to up to climbs. The climbs most of the time are something like a bit more punchy than the one that you find on the road because you will never find 25, 30 kilometers of gravel road going up. You have something like something a bit more nervous, a lot of effort. But then on the other side, then you have landscapes that are amazing. You are completely full into the nature. You can see wildlife. And here in Switzerland, it happened to me all the time. When you're on the road, you only see cars yeah. and then completely sick of that. So I'm actually... I can tell it here, and anyway, it's all to everybody. I'm basically thinking about getting rid completely of my road cycling and just stay on the off-road part because I'm pretty, pretty tired of it. Yeah, it's getting busy also in some place. Absolutely. The thing that I really like about going on the road is that you can go to these high passes and have fun or whatever, but the point is that roads to go there are narrow and mm -hmm. they're getting all the time more busy. Yeah. And uh, busier and busier all the time. Yeah. And actually, I cannot do it anymore with cars that are coming close by you like this or yeah. stuff. I'm going to go with a gravel bike. I don't need to be in a rush. I don't care about what's so powered there. The only important no, thing no. is to arrive to the coffee place. And that's <laughs> yeah, but then you need to uh, plan carefully because uh, if, if you're only riding on gravel, there are not a lot of ca cafes there. So That's true. But on the other side, you can bring with you your little stove, your little it's mocha. You have bags. You completely if you can do that also during the ride, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How do you call actually the the little cookies that you have in uh, in the Netherlands in Holland? The the, the one with caramel and oh, you mean the, the, with the yes, uh, yeah, 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 the syrup. Yeah, it's real. Yes, yeah. You, you get one of those with coffee. You don't need anything else. That's it. Life, life <laughs> it. Doesn't get any better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you the last thing, uh, Bas. Maybe it's going to be a double question. So we, having this partnership, having a partnership with Komoot, I am building together a collection and the name of it is the Backyard Ride. And the Backyard Ride is usually the ride that you have out of your main door and you can really go out there and enjoy your riding, think about anything else and still enjoying a bit of adventure. Do you, first of all, do you have, and can you describe for us, your backyard ride? And second thing, can you tell me a couple of ideas that came out out of your mind in that particular backyard ride or in any other ride that you got? Because as I read around and as you were telling, a lot of brainstorming with yourself, a lot of ideas for your business or in general came out from you directly from your rides. Yeah. So. Okay. So first part, actually, I also... I found out um, because I was using uh, uh, before Strava a lot, but now I'm using Komoot, especially with the gravel. It's perfect. Uh, it really, I found out about roads I, I didn't know about. Also with areas near where I live, where I never, uh, never been before. And it really opened up like, it's like a cloud that's gone away because, and you have more uh, visibility or in, in new roads. So my, my, Perfect uh, route is around, I think, 65 kilometers, just uh, two hours, a little bit more than two hours. So don't accelerate, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, it's you know, flat. I'm going out, I'm going slow, uh, 60 kilometers, one hour and a half. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's what my wife always tells me. Yeah, you say you will be back at around four, and you always come at half past five. So, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Saw something. I got a coffee on the way. <laughs> yeah, a coffee, uh, met someone, whatever. But yeah, um, I, I like that. So I have, I have a normal. Actually, I sent I sent you a route of I think it's 145 kilometers. I did it a few times last year, 
And it's, it's really amazing. It goes really uh, to the southern part of, of the Netherlands. So I think half, uh, well, half a quarter of the southern part of, 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 of the Netherlands. And it's, oh, I think 75% is unpaved. Oh, wow. It's really nice. You know, I get out of the, the village I live in. I think within 300 meters, it's unpaved. And it will be unpaved till the first 70 kilometers. Wow. Oh yeah, I I need to cross some tarmac roads, but that's it. But it's, normally it's only uh, unpaved, and then I have one part because I'm not that familiar in that part, so I need to figure it out where there's some unpaved uh, parts there. Um, and then the second part is also, I think, for 50 kilometers, completely unpaved, and it's um, it's amazing uh, territory. So uh, yeah, I really love that. And yeah, as she said, uh, brainstorming. Yeah, I, I use a smaller route, so it's around 65 kilometers, um, and I need at least an hour to get my brain completely shut off. And then it's working again uh, for some new ideas. And then the stuff just pops up from Ah, man, yeah, that's a good, and I need to think about this. And 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 I normally stop actually just to put it in my telephone. Uh, because otherwise it's already gone and I'm, uh, I'm hot because a lot of other things are coming. Um, but also stress reliever. So if I have some parts or I need to have some conversation with people that uh, that's, yeah, that's bother is bothering me and then half an hour it's gone and it's already, yeah, it's perfect. So uh, I, I use that a lot. So cycling, so new ideas, um, but also overthinking other ideas or or uh, some well more difficult situations. And afterwards, after it, it's like my it's my therapy. My bike is my therapy in the end. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. So actually, now I'm missing it also a little bit because I cannot go out enough, also due to the weather. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. A lot. It's coming, anyways. Yeah, did I cover both questions now? You covered completely both of the questions. <laughs> I asked you. I, I think that actually you didn't go into the most precise question. I told you which ideas come into your mind with the ride. If you can yeah. share it with us, I thought that actually you didn't want to, so that's why I'm not gonna push on it. Um, mainly, it's um, well, what I like doing is okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a person who wants to have an. Uh, who wants to make an idea perfect. So for me, 70% is good, and then after that, we start improving the idea. But launching it, it's more important than making it perfect and then launching. Because if you do that, you're too late, or you're always inventing something that ah man, I like yellow color more, or I like this let uh, font a bit more. So for me, it's always. So I'm always thinking ab uh, about that. So where are we? Uh, how can I improve certain things? Uh, what kind of feedback we got from uh, someone? So especially last year, we did a lot on the website, a lot more on content creating. Um, and I think that was really also important. Also, yeah, it opened up also more uh, creativity from my side and also uh, uh, of the team we are working with now. Um, yeah, so it's it's all in minor details and improving, 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 improving. And I think, yeah. Most important. Yes. There is this friend of mine, probably you know him, and I'm talking about John Woodruff. The, uh, John, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He says all the time that perfect is the best enemy, uh, the worst enemy of done. Yes. And I share this thought, and I do exactly the same. I prefer to launch th stuff and to start doing things quickly 
and then improving by doing because otherwise if you do the other way around you overthink too much and then the idea lose a bit of i would say of power i would say or anything active there and it's not the best but i completely understand i completely share with you the same thing i need to go out have something in my mind going out shut down your brain and after the second hour the ideas comes comes there that's why i like a lot also to ride off-road to ride on a gravel bike because you don't have to take care about anything else than okay i'm turning left and i'm turning right and usually i turn left or right in the opposite direction that i should do because i'm first of all to focus on what i'm thinking and second thing i i like too much the adventure so if i never went i've never been on the left side all the time i go to the right ah but the road should be here and they need to be home in two hours i'm gonna go to the left let's see what happens <laughs> yeah but that's what i like about commodes because then you find routes and ah i didn't know there was a road and where is it going you can check it quickly and say ah okay perfect let's go and uh Sometimes I don't even check it, just go and I'm in the end. It's it's completely blocked and I walk for half an hour and say, well, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a meeting after it, okay, it can be problematic. Otherwise, it's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. I always tell my, after cycling, uh, I tell my wife, oh, I think this is, this is a good idea. And then she tells me, yeah, I already told you uh, two months ago. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It needs to for some reason. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's somewhere, and then you just need to take it up back from the corner, right? Yeah. 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 Perfect, Bas. Uh, I think that actually we covered almost everything that I wanted to yeah, to ask you. I'm saying almost because I can stay here talking with you for another three, four hours. But next time we can do it with a bike ride. Probably is the best thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to mention again... For the Gravel Grinder Coffee, the 20% discount, Broomwagon 20. Um, that's super important. And maybe something, two things that actually you can, uh, with whom, with that, you can wrap the episode. The first thing, where people can find Il Magistrale in the internet, I mean, social media and everything. And the second thing, which one is the highlight for next year? What are you preparing? Just one. An event where you are not going to miss and probably you're also going to ride the bike there. Hopefully it's going to be in Switzerland, huh? So we can ride together. Otherwise, we have to find ourselves back to the Bohemian Border Bash. Otherwise, um, where, where? Okay, where? Where can you find us uh, online? Um, uh, MagistraleCyclingCoffee.cc. So actually, CC for me is cycling coffee or cycling culture or whatever. Yes. We use that. Uh, we stole it for Rafa. They started using it. So yes, uh, I have as well my. CC. My website, actually, the podcast website is broomwagonpodcast.cc and stays for cycling, content, yeah. cycling, club, cycling, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so coffee, content, yeah, whatever you can oh, do. Yes, yeah. So that's, that's perfect. Um, Instagram, same. So we are... Uh, um, actually, Instagram is our main social portal. So I'm not using Facebook a lot. It's just me some double content but uh, I like Instagram more but also because of the picture I like making pictures um, uh, yeah so that's perfect LinkedIn also but I'm posting more business uh, oriented content there so why we're doing things so if anyone is interested in that yeah check out my uh, my own uh, LinkedIn page so Bas van den Heuvel actually it means from the hill in English that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> um uh, and yeah, I think that um, I always respond. So send a, send me a message. You can send me a message also via uh, WhatsApp. There's a WhatsApp number on our website. 
and uh, I get back to you within an hour. So we always say, okay, probably we're riding or drinking coffee, but most of the time just working. So I will send you an, uh, a message from there. Um, and yeah, what was the last question? You said? Where can we find you? An event that you are really, ah, yeah, yeah. do you um, think it's going to be an highlight for you next year? Uh, this year, 2021. Yes, an highlight. Um, actually, I want to do... Uh, uh, a multiple day race or something. So actually, I, I'm, because the, the Bohemian Border Bears, they have a, now also a race. So I think I will, no, I don't think, I will per- participate in that one. As so a racer? St- yes. Oh, good luck with that. Amazing. Great project. Yeah. So I need to train a bit. Well, I'm already training for that. But um, I also have a, a, a race to in Holland. It's um, 600 kilometers, and we'll, we we go to every cycling coffee bar in the Netherlands. It will be in April. No, beginning of May. Beginning of May. So I will do that. And I think the Bohemian Borderlands race is also in May already. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, that um, I think that's my yeah my main one. And I want to go to Colombia to cycle there. But I don't know if we can do it this year. Um, Finger crossed. Yes, finger crossed. Yeah, I'll show it in the second part. So, but yeah. Let's see. Ask me, those are the three main yes. <laughs> events. Here. I think that actually there are three really important ones, but we can find the Il Magistrale Mercedes van somewhere around Europe during the year, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope we can do it already during the Spring Classics, but I don't think there will be any audience. Oh, By the way, the uh, World Championship of uh, Road Cycling is going to be in Belgium, so you're going to be yeah. around, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that's in September, but we always also have the gravel rate of Laos and Dam. That's it's true. Big, gra- yeah, and we're also there, so it, it depends, and it's growing like, yeah, like crazy how many people are going there. So we always need to split up in that period, and I think... Well, if everything goes well and it goes open, it will be crazy for the coming ha- uh, the second part of the year because everybody goes out cycling, jumping around and doing whatever stuff. I'm, I'm, and I'm really ready for that also. So like everyone else. <laughs> it's going to be a great party. Everybody's going to be around cycling. It Nobody's going to work. Yes. Yeah. Nobody's going to sleep. Nobody's going to work. Everybody's going to just enjoy outside. Just cycling, drinking coffee, some beer. <laughs> maybe yeah and, at night at night don't at drink night, coffee at night. night it's always dangerous if you're settling down <laughs> and pinching tent to drink a couple of beers <laughs> <laughs> perfect Lass. it was really great great pleasure and super fun to talk with you today great man thanks thanks for having me i really like it i hope we, we, we can meet in person uh, again soon so maybe uh to bohemian borderbash or whatever or i need to come to switzerland for sure you yeah. should come over yeah. I think that you're a bit taller than me, but for sure I can arrange you a bike and we're going to go around having fun. Great. Amazing. Thanks. Ciao, Bas. Ciao. And thanks a lot, Bas, for the amazing conversation. I don't know you people, but I just hang up the conversation. And even if it was late at night, I went straight to the kitchen to fulfill my mocha pot with coffee and also my body with coffee. So good. <laughs> well, just want to tell you some things there. First of all, remember, I'm going to be super fast on that. The code BroomWagon20 to get 20% discount on the Gravel Grinder coffee. Really? And moving on the other direction, you heard that we mentioned the C word sometime. And anyways, the C contest a couple of times during the interview. And I dropped 
some coins in. You will listen to this uh, sound now all the time that that happens. That happens. And uh, yes, uh, this means that actually on my COVID jar is going more money that at the end of the season, reasonably May, June, all this money are gonna go to the sea watch because they are doing an awesome job on rescuing people in central mediterranean refugees that are coming from africa to europe and uh, nobody is taking care of this task and i really really like to support the sea watch on that anyways if you want to donate yourself down there in the show notes you will always find a link to them other thing I promised you, and it's gonna be a super easy one today, uh, I promised you um, a tip on using Komoot. And this time it's actually planning specific route for your sport. You can use really for cycling a lot of different uh, planning tools and planning for something tools. So if you are on a gravel ride or a touring ride or a road cycling ride, and the mountain bike ride, just select the right option on the planning and then you are gonna be sent in the right trails or roads for you. Most of the time with not so many cars. Anyways, down in the description of the route that you're planning, you're gonna find a detail of which kind of surface you are gonna find. So if it's uh, paved, unpaved, gravel, and as well, if you go on the roadside, you're gonna as well find if it is a highway or a track or a trail, a single track or whatever it is. So plan it accordingly and fun is gonna be awesome. Ah, another little thing about specific uh, sports planning. According to the different sport routing, you will also find the specific highlights. So you will know where your friend's mountain biker or your friend's road cyclists are stopping to take a picture. And that's super interesting. And you can do it the same, remember. Well, that's it for today. Remember to please share to anybody you think is gonna be interesting, any coffee addict, for example, talking about today, but also comment, rate, subscribe, and review uh, the broom wagon. In this case, we're gonna climb some charts and you can do it wherever you want. Basically, Apple Podcasts, but you can subscribe also on Spotify or same thing on Spreaker if you want to comment. Do whatever makes you happy. That said, I think I'm gonna talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.